0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to Sox on Tap. I am your boy, Buzz, and today, on this episode, I have company. I have my dude, Tony Marchese, at Chai Socks MKZ, joining me tonight, discussing the fifth game in a row the White Sox have won against a division rival, and now they are one game under 500. Tony, how are you feeling?
1: Hey, Buzz. Uh, you know, it's glad. I'm glad to be back here on Sox on Tap. Uh, I've been uh, away at the ballpark enjoying some of those wins that we uh, just mentioned there and uh, tonight actually got to take one in from the comfort of my own home and uh, do this show with you afterwards so very happy to be back very happy to be talking about another White Sox winner Uh, I'll crack him to that
0: I would crack him but I opened mine because I was impatient during pre-show conversations so today Dylan Covey picks up his first win of the season and not a really bad game. I mean, he did give up eight hits in six innings, but he only gave up one earned run. He walked one, he struck out five and the one earned run was a Francisco Lindor lead off home run, um, in the, in the top of the first there. So I can't really complain about that too much. The offense stayed hot, did what it needed to do. Um, you know, Charlie Tilson with another big game. I mean, this kid is just He's been lights out, man. He's batting two eighty seven. He's just been floating around, you know, that three hundred mark all, all you know since he's been up here. So it's been really nice to see. Uh, Yolmir Sanchez, he has continued to uh, hit the ball. And uh, your boy, your guy, Yander Alonzo. Came to play again, bud. Are we sure he's
1: my guy? Like, have I now just adopted Yonder Alonso?
0: Well, yes, because you wrote a blog saying that the Sox are not going to give up on Yonder Alonso. And after you wrote that blog, and we had talked about it on Sox on Tap, this guy's got four hits in two games, guy.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, that's true. I mean, I guess by default he's my guy. I don't know if I want him to be my guy, but I guess (laughs) he's my guy. You know, it's it's funny. You're not you're not the first person to tell me that today, so. Uh, I, I guess I'm the Yonder Alonso advocate, whether I like it or not. Yeah, you're just
0: gonna be stuck with that stigma for the rest of your life. No, like that's that not is, something
1: I really want. You know, that's, a, but, that's okay. That's all right. Um, <laughs> a fun part
0: about today too is that, uh, is that is uh, that Mr. Bauer got an L. I cannot stand him, Tone. I don't know what you think about that guy, but I'm just glad. I I don't know. I'm always on cloud nine when we beat division rivals. And I think I'm on even more of cloud nine right now because I'm going to throw my fun stat at you that I love to throw. The White Sox are 16 and 13 at home, man.
1: You know, you, you love this. And I love that you bring this up because it's not something that I actually go and look out and seek that information out. I mean, maybe I should, but uh, I've got you to do that for me. So I always know, you know, how we are home versus away the splits there. Um I think more importantly the Sox are one game under 500 overall. Um I think that's pretty impressive right now heading into June. I would not have thought that that was going to be the case. I mean the Sox have uh have 10 more wins than they did at this time last year. That's improvement. That's what we like to see. Now, you know, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot to unpack I think with with everything that's going on. Um, Number one, the Sox are on a five-game winning streak against divisional opponents. That is huge. That is awesome. This is the team that we have wanted to see for so long perform the way that they should be performing. They are beating opponents that are not as good as them. Yes, right now, I said it. The Cleveland Indians are not as good as the White Sox. Why? Cleveland is an injured, beat-up team right now. They are not at full strength. They will not be at full strength most of the year. And they've got some, some major, major holes in their lineup in players who they expected to be big-time performers. Number one, Jose Ramirez hitting two thirteen right now. That is not going to get the job done. This guy is an over three hundred hitter constantly over the past few years. Just an absolute force. He looks average right now. I don't think the Indians expected that out of Jose Ramirez. You know, you're down Corey Kluber. Lindor's hitting 280. He's hitting kind of average there. And you're missing Clevenger, too. You know, you're also missing Clevenger. So the Indians are not the Indians that they were before. That's why they have the same record as the White Sox right now. Also, you just beat up on the Royals. The Royals are not very good. We kind of talked about this on Shy Sox Weekly. The Sox are the second-best team in this division right now as it stands, and that's kind of weird to say because if you look at the starting rotation, it is not the second-best starting rotation in the AL Central. But the offense has been able to get the job done. Now, that's why I want to unpack these five wins, Buzz, with you because is this team good enough to compete for the wild card or, say, the division? You got something coming out of the NBC-run account White Sox Talk tonight that said, we're coming for you next, Twins. Do you think this team can get there? Just knee-jerk reaction. Uh, See, this team currently constructed
0: is not going to catch the Twins. It's not happening. I'm just letting you know. I mean, there needs to be moves made. Right. They're going to have to do something. So the White Sox – have had anywhere from the 30th easiest schedule so far in this MLB season, the 30th uh, or the 30th easiest MLB schedule, which means like you know the, the easiest schedule, and I think the highest they got up the list was the 22nd easiest schedule because you know it fluctuates through week. Um, so they their schedule has been relatively very easy. They had, up until today, a negative 47 run differential, which has now moved to what? What what would that be today now? 42, right? Yeah. So they have a negative 42 run differential, but they're still just one game under 500. And they're now tied for second place in the division. I know I sound like a broken record here, but this offense, we've said this on this show before, this, this offense is hot. This offense does things, man. They make things happen. If you bring the damn pitching along and you do something and you make a move and you stop sitting on your hands, yes, they can catch Minnesota, but they need to do
1: something. So here's the thing, Buzz. I don't know if they're going to do anything. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is all of the the talk on White Sox Twitter and the media about guys that the White Sox could potentially trade, in, whether that be McCann or – Alex Calame, or Jose Abreu, the team's going to have to pick a lane here. And while we're on this roller coaster, we talked about on Chi Sox Weekly, teams that can get into a groove. I know Andrew Kinsler and Johnny Nani, who did Sox on Tap last night, it was an excellent show. If you haven't checked that one out, go back and listen to what they had to say. The Twins are in a groove. They won again tonight. They're in a groove. The Sox seem to be getting into a groove against these lesser opponents. Now, You talk about how easy this strength of schedule has been for the White Sox. They're beating the teams that they should. I'm the type of person that looks at that and says, that's a good sign. If you're beating up on these teams and you're not giving away some of these games, you know they weren't doing this as well a little bit earlier. You can go back to that Toronto series where they lost a few of those games that they could have won. You know, this team could be above five hundred right now. So they no, have this would be missed... a different
0: conversation. Yeah. yeah. They've
1: they've missed on some very, very prime opportunities to um get a few extra wins here. And we can argue all day about why that happened, but it's games like tonight where you're beating up on some of these opponents that you should be, and that's how you get yourself to five hundred and above and put yourself into the talk of playoff run. And that's why I like what I see here. It's 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 awesome to watch this team beat up on AL Central opponents because these games matter more. It's it's proven. These divisional games matter more. I, well, I love mean, this. I love well, this right.
0: buzz. I, I agree with what you're saying. The divisional games do matter the most because you play your division the most out of any other team. Um
1: well, not only it, that, it's a chance for you to hand a division opponent a loss, a loss right. while yeah, you get the out. win. So you can climb your division faster, and that's why you saw the White Sox now sit in second place in the division instead of third or fourth.
0: Right, right. I think that, I still, like I said, I still think that we need to do something with the pitching. And you know, There's been rumblings, and you know, it's been all over Twitter today about Dylan Cease, people speculating you know, when he's coming up and everything. I think that if we had three good starting pitchers in this rotation then you just kind of like, you know, maybe move Manny Banuelos back to the pen and then you have Kobe and Nova at, at the back end, I, I, I guess I can get with it. But I think that we need to add another pitcher. You know,
1: th- this is going to If we want to be competitive. You you miss out right there, I think, on Reynaldo Lopez. And I know we, this is this is interesting right now because we're not really breaking down this game. We're looking at this team as a whole. If right. we're looking at this team as a whole, there's obviously something going right, you know what I mean, or something going completely wrong, because we've spent now almost probably six, seven minutes on this team as a whole, and I think it's more important. We break down these games every night, uh, you know, in depth, but it's also it's also a good exercise, I think, to take some steps back and look at like you know how this team is progressing, and and that's why I'm really enjoying this conversation. You bring up bringing in Dylan Cease. And yes, I've seen the same speculation as you have. Um, you know, we can debate on when that call-up's going to happen. Uh, I know we all, as a group at ONTAP that, that, that cover the White Sox, have different timelines in their head as to when they think Dylan Cease is coming. But Reynaldo Lopez is going to be the key right now, in my opinion, as to how far this organization is going to go this year and how long they can keep this run alive because Reynaldo Lopez has not been what you want Reynaldo Lopez to be. No, he, if, he's not been good, Bob. He's no, not been good. No, it's <laughs> it, yeah, but if if you get Reynaldo Lopez on track and you have Lucas Giolito and Reynaldo Lopez as dominant as they can be, it's going to look a lot better when a Dylan Cs comes up and then you can, like you said, kind of go with a Nova and a, and a Dylan Covey and it looks a lot better than what you have right now. And whether or not they make any additions to the starting rotation, whether it be via trade or signing somebody, I think Keuchel is still a pipe dream. I know everybody wants to say, let's just sign Keuchel and get it over with. One of the things that, that comes into play here is if, if Dallas Keuchel wanted to sign with the White Sox, um you know, he's he's gonna have his options out there after the draft next week. We'll see what happens. But I don't expect Rick Hahn to be ultra aggressive in trying to sign Dallas Keichel. And there's also the ramifications of what type of contract does he want and how long of term does he want, and if the White Sox are comfortable of even going at the length of term. I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter today say let's just sign Keichel to a one year deal. You can't just do that.
0: Well, I mean, Dallas Keuchel does have a choice in the matter.
1: Yes, that, that's that's what I'm trying to get at is it's not as simple as saying, let's just go sign Dallas Keuchel to get this year shored up in the rotation. There's there's all <laughs> there's all sorts of factors that right. play I into mean, there's, this. Right, I mean, there's
0: a million factors that play into it. I agree with you 100%, but I mean, I do feel like people say that, though, just because they see like, okay, you know, it'd be really nice to be four deep with like a fifth starter that's kind of eh, And we don't know what Dylan Cease will be, but we know the kid's got a ton of talent. And, you know, posting that stuff today, even we had a blog up on OnTapSportsNet.com about it. I wrote wrote a piece today, and I put it up there about Dylan Cease. I posted it on Facebook, and you got people, oh, he's not ready yet. His walks are up. Yeah, his K through 9 is like 10.93. I'm like, leave me alone. You know, like – what else do you want him to do, and then they' you know like and they, oh, they called up Eloy too early, they brought him up too early. It's like, are you joking me? Are you joking me? Well, he needs to work on his fielding. He was raking in triple a there is a there's a time when you are too good for triple A and you need more competition, you know why because more competition makes you what tone it makes
1: you better yeah, exactly <laughs> you and, know and what that's I mean? the th- that's the thing too here is there's a lot of pieces in this organization throughout all levels where fans want to see them move along. And whether or not we agree with where certain guys are stationed, uh, Robert is one of them, Cease is one of them. Robert. Um, Robert. I know we love, to, <laughs> we love to roll that R. I mean, whether or not we agree with where they are right now, you know the organization is 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 responsible for making those decisions they're going to do it on their own agenda we can't you know we can cry all we want we saw what happened with copac last year we see what's going on with cease right now you know that i mean that's that's all neither here nor there i think what we need to just realize here buzz is that if the White Sox are going to go for it this year, you're going to see Dylan Cease come sooner rather than later. You're going right. to see guys start right. to accelerate through. It this is this is going to be I think really telling from now until the trade deadline of if the White Sox think that they can make it into the playoffs. I want to see this team continue to win ball games like they have been over this the course of this last week. And that will really force Rick Hahn's hand. If you know you want to go with a Rick Hahn-ism here, it'll force the issue. They will check the boxes that need to be checked. And Rick Hahn will then go and make those moves to bring Cease up, to maybe make a move, to re-sign Jose Abreu, to you know accelerate some of these guys up and see if they can make a run. One of the things we talk about all the time is building this winning culture. And winning is addictive. It, you know, it's one of those things. It's, it just keeps rolling. When you start to build that winning culture, these guys are having fun right now, Buzz, and you're not going to want to stop that. So 100% you know, agree. They, they've they got to continue on what they're doing right now. And then, you know, you're, you're less likely, I guess, to see a guy like Jose Abreu get traded or, oh, God forbid they trade him. I, mean, I know I tweeted it today. I wrote this article back in December or January, um, Stop really trading these not, bull- dude. stop trading these bullpen pieces. I know this has been talked about all the time on Twitter over the past few days. You know, the Cubs are looking at Column. A. Do not trade this guy. And the only way that they're not gonna trade him is if they continue to win these ball games like they did tonight. Too important to this to this bullpen right now, to have that lockdown closer. We haven't seen it in years. We've got it now. I would be so upset if they traded him. And and let go of that next year because, regardless of what the outcome is this year, Buzz, I think we both can agree that this team is pretty close to competing, and having a guy like Colomay at the back end of your pen just makes it all better.
0: They're definitely trending upward. They're definitely trending upward. But one thing, just to, we went off the rails on the, how the usual show goes because we we're just again we've said this on the show before is like the highs are very high and the lows are very low but Jose Abreu who you brought up in the trade rumors I didn't want to say this he he earned his 50th RBI tonight this guy's been playing lights out man he's he i i understand he's batting 250 but he has been literally playing lights out i uh, he looks really good he does just really really good and having him on this squad is just it, it, i think it's huge for the young guys I know they always like to talk about how, like, you know, maybe John Jay and Yonder Alonso are good clubhouse guys. Well, they both kind of suck. So it's nice to have a guy that's pretty good, in Jose Abreu, you know, a top 100 player in the MLB, being effective as he is right now, and doing what he's doing for the young, t- you know, doing what he's doing for the young guys, and and he's winning. You know, he's helping this team win. So. Um, that was like I know we talked about the game before we got into all of that, but that's all I really had for the game, and then I was upset that Sebi got sent down. I, I really wish we'd got a little bit more of him.
1: Yeah, so let's we'll we'll touch on that a little bit and then let's get into tomorrow real quick uh before we close this down. Um you know how I feel about Sebi Zavala. Um, you know, got his first hit today. Um yeah. congratulations to Sebi. I think he looked great behind the plate. Um there was one particular call. Um, it was on a strike three call ball was out of the zone on pitch tracks. Uh, I believe this was to Jose Ramirez. Um, Osage was, uh, was in the pitch at that point in time and Sebi framed that ball beautifully got yeah. that third out or I don't know if it was a third out. I think it was actually the second out, but Sebi looked great behind the plate today. Looked composed, got his first MLB hit. I know he struck out, I think it was seven times total in his in his stint up here. Um, I don't think he was particularly ready to face Major League Pitching. Um, obviously, he struggled a little bit with it. He ended up with a 111 batting average, not very great. But uh, I did like what I saw in his first stint up here. I'm not too happy that we're going back to Wellington Castillo. I think Sebi up here, um, You know, he, as a superstitious guy, uh, this whole win streak happened while he was up here, and uh, we're going back to uh, Mr. Wellington Castillo, it seems. There is no official announcement. As long
0: as Wellington, listen, is, in my opinion, as long as Wellington Castillo stays as not catching anybody, okay, and James McCann stays doing what he's doing, he's getting the bulk of the of the, of the games played here, and, and yes. Wellington just comes in to, to give McCann a rest day here and there, I'm fine. Yes. Okay, I'm fine. I, you know? I,
1: I don't want to see them go back to fifty fifty splits with one on SEO. It,
0: it's stupid. It is totally stupid.
1: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. There's there's no room for that. Um let's get into tomorrow right here before we uh we close this one out. I, otherwise we're gonna end up talking about this White Sox team for the next three and a half hours because I know I can. Uh, oh, yeah, we'll probably absolutely. end so, up doing that off air. But um tomorrow.
0: Tomorrow. Jeffrey Rodriguez against Ivan Nova, Jeffrey Rodriguez is one and five with a 4.99 ERA, 39 innings pitched, 29 strikeouts, 43 hits. He's let up five home runs. Going up against Ivanova, three and four, 6.52 ERA, look, 59 innings pitched, 85 hits, let up, 37 strikeouts, wow, <laughs> 17 walks, and he's let up 11 home runs. Um, well, you know, the pitching
1: matchup's not going to be that fun, Bob. We sh- might we might be seeing a lot of offense tomorrow. So, here's my, here's my keys. It's going to be a bullpen day for the White Sox. Nova's going to get through this order twice, and he's going to run into some trouble. If there is one game this series that I can see the White Sox losing at this point, because it's funny, when we talked about the series preview, um, I believe this was on Shy Sox Weekly with Nani, myself, and Shy Sox Jonda. We talked about how I thought this team could win three of these ball games against the Cleveland Indians. And I said the key was they needed to win one of the Manny Banuelos and Dylan Covey games. They've now won both of them. And I thought for a second there that Nova and Giolito would be the guaranteed victories. It's going to be really hard to beat the Cleveland Indians three in a row, let alone four. Yeah, well, these bats have been hot there, Tone. Yes, and, they uh, have, and and we, we and, and Nani said one of these wins was going to come on an offensive explosion. We've seen that pretty much happen twice now, Buzz. And what I want to see happen here is Nova get through the first portion of this game pretty clean, and then turn it over to a solid bullpen and keep those bats alive. There's probably going to be a little bit of weather here and bust out the Tony Skilling. Uh, there's chance of rain <laughs> for tomorrow, so. You know, every time I say that there's a chance of rain for the next game and we're gonna be playing it kind of close, uh, the rain holds off. So let's hope that rain holds off. Nova goes in there clean. Uh, pick to click for tomorrow. I'm going Johan Mancada again.
0: Okay. Yeah. Tomorrow. Um. Tomorrow, pick to click for me. Uh, I'm gonna go Tim Anderson. He went hitless tonight, and you know you can't keep that man down long. They haven't. Been, no one's been able to do it all year. I think Tim Anderson's gonna be the pick to click tomorrow.
1: You know, and I like that pick because I want Timmy to hit another home run. I'm dying for another I'm dying for another Tim Anderson home run. He's been really cold with that. I know there was the injury involved, but it's been too damn long since we saw Timmy go yard.
0: Against a division rival. Yes. I need that I need that more than anything. A bad flip against a division rival. So
1: absolutely. You know what else you need, Buzz? I need another beer. No, no. You need a ding dong. That's what oh, I need. do.
0: I, I do. I need an Eloy ding-dong off of a slider, though. Off of a slider.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. That is exactly what you need in your life right now. You know what, dude? I am actually
0: going to go get White Castle tomorrow.
1: I think you should. I think I'm you gonna. should. This is, good, this is good news because if yeah. you get those White Castles, and, and you should stop on your way back, or maybe before you get those White Castles and grab some ding-dongs. No,
0: I, no I'm, I'm way ahead of you, bro. I got ding-dongs upstairs.
1: There you go. All yeah. right, all right, I'm this is perfect, excited. this is perfect. I'm expecting that first home run from Eloy tomorrow at home.
0: I've been expecting it, uh, Tone, for about four days now, so hopefully, damn it, you know, hopefully I get it, because I'm not going to say he's going to do it tomorrow, because every time I said he's going to do it, he hasn't done it, damn but it. But I
1: haven't said that he's going to do it, so let's no, see, haven't. let's see. Let's see if you like can do it, because I'm, I'm getting a little frustrated with the whole – Eloy Jimenez is not going deep at uh, at home here. So, um, come on, Eloy, get your shit together. Let's, yeah, let's let's pick it up, guy. All right, let's pick it up. Let's pick it up. Well, Buzz, um, that's all I really have for tonight, man.
0: That's all I have too, man. We went off the rails a little bit and got in depth more than we usually do here on the show. It's more so like me and you just BSing on the side. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. You know, it, it's always fun. Let's go for this uh, third win in a row against Cleveland, our sixth win overall in a row tomorrow and uh
1: let's get to 500 man hey i was gonna say there's gonna be one team that will be 500 after tomorrow's ball game it'll either be the indians or the white Sox. i'm hoping it's the Sox. i'd like to if crack it, them if to it's a the socks i'm
0: running down the street in my gym shoes in my underwear
1: there you go so, that's so, i'm sure so your neighbors will appreciate that buzz i don't care yeah no you don't
0: <laughs> all right man go Sox. Let's go inside.